CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Good morning, sir. How are you? Ah, you know, I'm rushed as always, man. I uh, got a big baseball game here in about 30 minutes. So uh, you guys can save your Fox body BS until 1130 <laughs> when I leave. Uh, now let's talk cars with a cool dude from the NFL. Uh, too bad they're not in San Diego anymore. I could hook him up with some great restaurants. But uh, L.A. is not bad. Eric, it's great to have you here. Dude. Eric Hendricks is in the studio. How are you, man? What's up? Uh, good to be here. It's been an exciting week for you. Uh, at least, at least, I, I mean, maybe you've had this figured out a little before the last 48 hours, but, uh, uh, but the press has certainly, uh, got, got your name all over it, man. Just, uh, making new deals. I know this is the, uh, this is probably the first, uh, interview I've kind of really sat down and done since besides with, with the team, but it's been a crazy, uh, two weeks for me, um, 48 hours for me. So, yeah. um, I'm excited to be back in LA. Obviously I went to UCLA, um, and played my football in college out here. So, uh, it feels right after, after eight years in the league. So you've been with the Minnesota Vikings from the, from the start, from your professional NFL career has been with the Vikings the whole time. And, uh, that contract ended and I don't, I don't know the, the details behind it, if it was abrupt or if it was expected, but, uh, you just signed with the, uh, with the chargers. Yeah. You know, um, I got released, I think, I don't know, two weeks ago or a week ago, um, on Monday and, uh, now I'm, uh, with the chargers this week. So it's been crazy. It's my first time going, uh, going through that, that process. Um, just trying to like analyze it all, get one thing done at a time. Um, but uh, I'm feeling very blessed. You know, me and my wife are about to have a child, so it's kind of yeah. clutch that it's going to be back in our where we live, you know. That's good. But you're you're from California, right? You're mm-hmm. from Fresno. Yeah, I'm from Fresno, California. Uh, obviously, I played my high school ball out there. My family's from there. Um, and when I was 18, you know, I came to UCLA. My brother was playing uh, football in, in Cal, Cal Berkeley. Um, so uh, I was used to having my parents and stuff drive up for the games every weekend. So, you know, uh, it's it's good to get back to that for sure. Yeah, well, it's exciting. Congratulations on the on the new deal. It's going to be fun uh, uh, playing uh, with the Chargers, at least in, in your home turf now. Playing in California for a bit. Don't you live out here normally, right? Yeah, no, I live out here. Um, I've lived out here since you know I went to college, so I've yeah. been out here tw- twelve years, eleven years now. Right, twelve years. I mean, so I'm. I'm kind of an LA guy at this point. I think you know, yeah, somewhat. Minnesota's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minnesota's freezing. You know, I wonder how the temperature is right now. Yeah, I know. Although the, the, we've got this crazy rainstorm out here, it's just been kind of like nonstop. Not like a pouring rain, just that constant annoying drizzle that just hasn't stopped, and it's supposed to go for like another couple of days. And it, it's just one of these like pain in the ass kind of <laughs> weather things for LA. By the way, we shouldn't have to. Pay, we should have to pay less if it rains in LA because you live in LA for the weather, right? Like it's supposed to be the nice thing. And every time there's bad weather, we should all get a discount on something. Man, I'm just so I'm just so uh blessed that it's not snow on the ground, you know, but yeah. I think that <laughs> I think that I'm just trying to think of it as like, man, everything's going to be so green and beautiful in the spring. I'm trying to keep my mind on that, but uh you know, I'm just I can't complain. Uh So you and I have we just we just met recently. We were at a we were at a car event. I'm not even quite sure how we both ended up there. Um, it was a uh, what was it? The Hot Wheels mm-hmm. event. It was yeah. It was a it was Black History Month Hot Wheels event. Um, 
at, it was at in, in Santa Monica. Right, it was at the Motoring Club at their yep. new location, which is really great. It's cool. And uh, uh, we're both friends with Victor. Yeah, you know and, Victor? Then, and then we, I think within like 30 seconds, we started talking about Fox Bodies. Just like. started talking about Fox Bodies. <laughs> Bill's going to turn green over there. Bill, you got something to say about football. Jump right in. <laughs> said Fox Bodies, I went into... I don't know. I, I started to throw up in my mouth. He's going to do it, man. My first, my first college car was a Fox body. So, I mean, it's all good. Oh, how can you fit? How can you fit in one? That's my question. I fit, I fit, I'm only, I'm only six foot, you know? So like, you know, where's some of my friends, six, four, you know, two, two fifty, you know, two ninety. Yeah. They, 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 they're a little bit more tight, but I'm, you know, I'm six foot, so I kind of I kind of fit in most cars. Yeah, I, that's good. I fit in pretty much anything because I'm. You do I'm, got a lot to talk about. There. <laughs> yeah. I, Before we get into the cars, Eric, I got a 16 year old boy who's a linebacker, and uh, if you got one piece of advice for him, he's like I say, he's 16 going into his senior year. Today, he's got a baseball game where he's catching, but he's uh, he's a monster on the field, man, and he wants to go to the next level. And uh, if you had any advice for high school kids wanting to transition uh, as a kid who's quite obviously done it successfully, what would you, how would you advise it? I think you answered the question and, and I mean, you answered the, answered the question, your own question. I feel like you said he's playing baseball. He's playing catcher. Yes. That's what you have to do. Sure. Play other sports. <laughs> That's what you have to do. Play, play other sports. I'm serious. Play other sports. It makes you, you know, it makes you only excel more in football. You say he's playing catcher. I know that he has knee bend. I know that he's, you know, flipping his hips and throwing it to second base. On, you know, it's and he's got a rocket for an arm. Yeah, on, there's on a lot of second base. I play yeah. catcher as well. I play catcher. I played shortstop. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of motor skills that you learn, hand-eye coordination that you learn from baseball that you would never get from football. So that's one of them. And then another thing I say is work on your feet. Foot, footwork is everything. You know, um, my buddy Johnny was 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 talking on Instagram the other day. Um, he, he's, a, he's a coach for kids as well. And, and he was just like, you guys, like these linebackers, you guys need to move your feet like you're a defensive back almost because when you get to the next level, you're going to have to be guarding, you know, receivers. You're going to be guarding tight ends in space. And, you know, footwork is everything in the league. That traditional linebacker position is pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. You know, quite obviously, I mean, I'm, I remember all my buddies uh, back in the day that were playing before you were even were even born with the chargers, but you know, junior used to be a good friend of mine. Um, I actually took Gage over to his house, um, right before he passed. And, uh, uh, the cool thing about Gage playing baseball, which is extremely selfish for me is that when no one's on base and they, the opposing team gets a base or, or, you know, hits, hits the ball in the infield, he's got to haul ass down to first base. So, in my eyes, it's like he's working on closing closing speed during every baseball game. <laughs> it's, it's he is. He's, he's working on stuff, man. Um, I think it's just a good break from football, too. You know, um, but also you're still staying active. You're still getting team building. You know, it's it, baseball is a different type of team, too. It's like, yeah, there, it's a team sport, but it's more focused on the individual. And you know, there's certain plays, very technical. So, like I said, I think he's just doing he's doing the right thing for sure. We could talk about it for days, man. Baseball is such a negative sport. It's such a sport of, of failures. And, uh, you know, it's his biggest uh, conundrum is that he wants to play football and or baseball at the next level. But playing summer baseball, it's really tough to do all this off-season football stuff. So that's what we're dealing with. But at the end of the day, man, I just want him to be a kid. 
and uh, enough football. You know, congratulations on your new deal and uh, kick some ass in L.A. Thank you. I, I actually I have a question about that. So he's he's in high school, finishing up, and going to be going to college soon. Does he have to decide between baseball and football sooner rather than later? You know, that's a that's an objective question because it's it's all a toss up, right? I mean, because if you decide earlier, then you concentrate on one sport and then you cut the the head off of the other sport, basically, and you know. At the end of the day, is that the one you wanted to go with? So, if you got a kid that that you know uh, that's good in dual sports, and he has a love for one, but is is developing a huge love for the other, it's so hard. I, like I said, man, it's 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 a horrible decision for me because I, uh, you know you could put your foot down and make a decision, but I, you know, you know me and Gage, I just want him to be a kid. Yeah. Um, after he gets out of high school, man, it's all business from then on. I remember, you know, my sparing days in the NFL, you know, it's just, it's, it's a business and um, college football has become a business. And and like I say, I just want him to have a good time. It, it's tough because he might be at a disadvantage because he doesn't make that decision to choose one sport, but Hey, we're flying by the seat of our pants, man, and we'll shove in as much instruction in both sports as possible. And at the end of the day, he'll make a decision. Yep, just let it happen naturally. I feel like uh, I remember people telling me, oh, I'm making the wrong decision. But for me, it was like I had my older brother who was, uh, you know, 17 months older than me. So he had just got to Cal. He had just got to college, and he had, had been having success. So I looked at it as like my brother's having success, you know. But, uh, you know, that was the advantage of having an older brother was that fact that, you know, he can instill that confidence in me. But I still wonder to this day, you know, man, baseball, you know, I've had a very successful football career. But like you said, you know, putting all your eggs in, into a basket, um, not, you know, not, you know, entertaining both of them. I, I don't like I've had friends who, who've done that and and have made it to the NFL, who've made it to the MLB. Um, but it's definitely a harder road for sure. Yeah, no, no question. And there's no right answer. So yeah. you just go with your gut, let him do his thing. And, I mean, and that's what you want for him. That, that's, that? that's what you want for him. You want him to just kind of, you know, create his own path. But like you said, they're already at the college level. It's, it's already a business and it, it, there's an added pressure to that. Right. Because if he, if, if colleges are looking at, looking at him, and there's, you know, there's a little bit of a, of an investment on their part, they're investing with some plan, right? They're investing with either a baseball or a football plan. Well, yeah, if I made a decision or he made a decision right now that it was football, then he wouldn't play summer, summer baseball. He'd go to these camps. He'd just, he'd start destroying people all over the country. And then it would fulfill the, the, the reasoning behind doing that. But it, it ends his baseball dream. So who's to say that if he didn't stop football, that he couldn't be drafted in the MLB, you know? So, I mean, Hey, my brother was drafted out of high school playing yep. catcher, but he went to college playing football and it was a, a question the rest of his life. So, I mean, he Gage is the only one that can make that decision. My job as a parent is to f- provide him with, the most badass home gym humanly possible and, you know, the best coaching around the country in both sports and then let the cards fall where they may. You know, uh, a, a friend of mine, a longtime friend of mine, uh, Lou, who I've mentioned before, he's uh, a personal trainer. 
has been doing it forever and uh, very successful doing it. And he's got three daughters, and they are all growing up. They were all swimmers, very very good swimmers. And his middle daughter was sort of raised with the goal of going to the Olympics, like homeschooled, trained all the time, fantastic swimmer, uh, had the physique for it, just kind of a tall, thin girl, you know, arms is like wings, like just had just genetically was around it. And he was, you know, a bodybuilder, very clean. It was a Mr. USA, never did any of this stuff. That's why he kind of shifted directions and uh, went more toward health than anything else. And I... You know, she she got uh, recruited to a college, got a swimming scholarship, and, you know, I just remember when she was 13, 14, she was swimming faster than 16, 17-year-olds, and that's a big jump, right? Like, physically, where you've developed with muscle. It's, she was fantastic. And then, I don't know, just a year or two into college, uh, she's always loved art. She was always did it on the side, and somewhere in college, she... She came home. She's like, Mom, Dad, I don't want to swim anymore. I've been swimming my whole life. And and they're like, yeah, you're 19. She's like, okay, but I've been swimming 18 of those years. Like, I that's a long time already. I don't want to do it anymore. That's why Gage didn't play football till the 10th grade. That's right. No, and, and you were very specific about the rules and tackle at a certain age and, you know, helmets and, and you know, no tackle. You know, like, I get all that. And – uh, it was interesting because her mom, who's amazing, I think was a little more like, are you sure you're doing – like, I don't know if this is the right decision. You know, you've you've put so much time into this. You might change your mind later. And, and now, as you said, it's a business. Like, you can't really go back if we change your mind because especially with the Olympics, like – that's the way we could be talking on this subject for hours, yeah. days, months, you know, with the NIL, with how college has become a business instantly. Kids are getting paid money before they even step on the collegiate field. Like I said, that's a completely different conversation. It is. It, a- it is. Well, the, the point was, is, is, uh, you know, mom who homeschooled and drove her to practice every time and was there every time was just like, are you sure this is a this is a tough decision? I don't want you to make the wrong decision. And then her dad, Lou, was just like, uh, you know, take a breath. And, and he's like, I get it. He's like, I was an athlete my whole life. I, I get where you are now. It's been years now, and it actually was the right decision. She's a fantastic artist, and she's selling out galleries and making tons of money, and has been traveling all around the world and lived in that's Italy and France. And it's her passion, and you, you're, well, you're the best at something that you're passionate about. I, I, think, I think she and, – and I would say this about you guys um, and Gage would be – I don't think there is a wrong decision. I just think he's going to be great and you guys as well at whatever decision you make. She decided to put that same effort she took from swimming and putting into being an artist and now sells galleries out around the world. Yeah, well, you know know me. You know a lot about me. A lot of people (laughs) think they know me, but truthfully, I've invested everything in Gage, right? Just just for him to follow a dream. If he tomorrow wanted to come in and say, hey, dude, I want to be a monk, yeah. right? 
then I'd say, Gage, I'd be pissed off for a second because selfishly, I want him to follow in my footsteps and experience all the wonderful things I did playing football, did the, doing the team sports, doing all that kind of stuff. But I'd look at him right in the eye with 100% conviction and say, dude, that's what you want to do? You'd be the baddest M and MF and freaking monk. On the I, I don't think you can say that anymore if he picks monk. <laughs> so, you know what? I mean, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. Else, as long as he's the best at it and puts 100% of his effort towards it, then I'm fulfilled as a father in that I've, I've provided him with the tools to succeed. I, that's all you can do is guide. You can't decide. Right. And and I'm saying nice. that because because nice. Eric's got a baby on the way. <laughs> guide, do not decide. Yeah, guide. Do can't decide. And yes, congratulations. By the way, this is the madness you have looking forward to <laughs> oh, with your with your baby. You had way. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, before uh, Gage started playing baseball and football, Bill had a full head of hair. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> at least that at least that beard was darker <laughs> for sure yeah at least i was like 290 right now i'm like 270 265 because um all the scraps of the dinner table go to my son yeah i've been meaning Jesus. to talk to you about that <laughs> crushing food no actually i wanted to post it a while ago maybe it was a year ago she's like my son ate an entire tomahawk. I couldn't be any prouder. <laughs> yep. Like when he went through the floor of the gym upstairs. Four, yeah. So uh, he goes through the floor, but I couldn't. I couldn't be any more prouder. He deadlifted like four sixty five for eight or whatever, right? So I'm good. <laughs> Bill's in his super garage. We'll have to show you some pictures of this at some point. But he's built this big garage on his property, and he's built a little podcast studio. And there's a there's a big loft up there that he's got the gym. And um, what did it end up coming in at? Fifteen thousand, eighteen thousand square feet. A lot of of cars in there. Fifteen thousand square feet, but uh, only twenty nine hundred of it is gym space. In gym space, but. Uh, yeah, you can fit a lot of cars Huge in there, show. although I'd say it's getting full already. So. Yeah, your boy from Leverack came and tried to fill it all up last week. I mean, Ryan and the dudes at Leverack are flipping awesome. You know that. Um, I, I am <laughs> trying to be as creative as possible finding storage opportunities. But, you know, they, they came out, installed, uh, I think it was a seven-footer, and then an eight-foot bench and a four-foot rolling bench. Um, those guys are terrific. Their products are awesome. I Good just stuff, wish right? Yeah. Good stuff. So Levrack is this, uh, like it's, it's like a hanging storage unit. It's like okay. shelves, uh, and they're on wheels and you can slide them back and forth and kind of get in and out of them. And it takes everything off the ground and, and just makes all of your <laughs> shelves instead of doing like a wall of shelves, it, it, it hangs them, uh, kind of a different direction. I'm not sure if we can see it. Oh, it's way in the back there behind the Jeep. Okay. Yeah. When are you going to just... cut that Jeep up? <laughs> cut it up for what? <laughs> Turn it That's into a, a project. 46 and a half wheelies. Why would I cut it Because nothing is stock in your garage. Um, Except for that. Uh, all right. So we're going to get into cars for a second. I want to give a, a quick shout out um, for uh, Bravago, our hard seltzer company. I have it here. And although we're not filming it, this is our hard seltzer. I brought this in for Eric. Um, we have a hard seltzer company, Bill and I, 
And uh, for those of you that have been going online and purchasing it and and sending me some notes and some nice reviews, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. I'm so glad you guys like the product. It really is kind of different. Drinkbravago.com is the website, and you guys can uh, go and check that out. And certainly as the weather gets nicer, because I understand it's a little bit more of a spring and summer drink, but give it a try, and then you'll be all in as soon as the, the clouds clear. <laughs> but I uh, appreciate that. And hey, you guys, you guys, I, I, I'm sorry, I got a segue as the father. Eric, you'll understand that about 12 years, 13 years when. Uh, <laughs> what is but, uh, what It is was an honor to meet you online, man. And uh, hopefully we get to talk cars in the future. Hopefully we get to have you back on the show when I can actually devote an hour to it. But um, great day, guys. Have fun talking Fox Body stuff. I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Nice meeting you. Oh, God, man, what a baby bailing out early <laughs> because of the Fox Body. <laughs> oh, it's because of baseball. Because of baseball. I know. Tell Gage I said hello. See you later. You um, all right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get into it a little bit. What are you driving? I drove a Subaru STI here today. I saw you have a Subaru. Mm-hmm. What else is in the garage? What's the mm. you got? You're gonna have to have a few things. I have a '95 uh, Dodge Viper, which was my grandpa's. Right. And it was it was kind of uh, just sitting in the garage. You know. Rats were in it and stuff like that. So, uh, been restoring that slowly. Yeah, um, working. Wor- I was working on it myself with my buddy Carter, and um, you know, we we did the dash and stuff like that. Uh, just just little things to make it nicer in the inside. Clean the interior out again because right. I told you it was like rats and stuff in there. Um, and it's been fun. It's been really fun. And obviously, I'm going to keep that car in the family for sure. And uh, what else? Um, I have a. 2019 gt3 rs which was okay like, yeah like i was yeah love that car um love that car amazing but going from the viper to that you can just see just like the difference in and where we went with cars and build quality for one uh among other things and uh it's just a lot going on between the super modern cars and and the older i don't know the older supercars. i guess no it's say. it's cool because uh my the fox body i have i've done a little bit to it but i've got it completely stock um, so I also, that was like, the, like my first car that I worked on myself okay. with my buddy Carter yeah. in Minnesota. And it's crazy even seeing the differences between the Fox and the Viper, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. like just the, like getting underneath the suspension is completely different. You know, the Viper is built for racing and you know, the Fox body needs subframe connectors. You know, it's like two opposite type y- of, yeah. it's, it's a fun car and it, it was known to be fast, but like, you know, the Viper was, was built to race, you know, the the battery is behind the left rear wheel, so it's like super impractical to get to. It's like right. it literally just threw it together. Right, but to great race. weight transfer, yeah. better weight transfer. But it's but it's uh, it's cool, you know. I, I love all that stuff with with cars. Um, like I said, I have a 1993 Fox body, which was my. You have an LX. You have a black LX. LX. Yeah, yeah, notch. Um, that was a uh, that was my dream car. Obviously, I think a lot of people's dream car, um, especially in California, um, Flowmasters. Uh, Flowmasters, like the Fox <laughs> in the nineties, like that was our crack. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta have Flowmasters <laughs> you on hear your a, Fox. You can, you can hear it chopping from around the block. Oh yeah, and you just kind of come it's out. So the, distinctive. I, you hear a Fox uh, with with Flowmasters, like you know what that is. I loved it as a kid, and um, so like when I got you know in in high school, I was trying to obviously get one as my first car. No chance. My parents were not having that. Um, plus, it was like it was it was gonna need work. It was not you know like yeah. it was gonna need a new need this work. new that. So uh, I've waited, and I almost got one my, my, my rookie year, my second year, my third year I was looking at them, and the deals that I was looking at just kept falling through. Like I went to go get one in the Bay Area. Um, 
there was something like it was he didn't have anything to prove who he was or what. Right. So that one fell through. Um, someone one got sold from underneath me. So I was like, you know what? Let me chill. Um, let me look for the right one. Um, you know, I save a little bit more money, and so I got a really clean one. What uh, what year roughly was this? Nineteen ninety three. Uh, what years when I got the clean one? Yeah, when you bought the car. I bought the, bought it last year. Oh right, so mm-hmm. you've been you've been waiting. I've been waiting. Yeah, but I was like, because at first I was gonna buy like a pretty much a roller and like do everything custom yeah. to it. That's a lot of work. For it's a lot for, of work, and it was like time project. It's a lot of work. And yeah. I was like, okay, what do what do I want in the car? Because I have the GG3 RS now at this point, and I'm like, okay, if I want to go to the track, if I want to do that, I'll take the the Porsche, and then what do I need out of this car? Okay, I want to drive it in the canyons. Maybe just brakes and suspension, like keep it real light, <laughs> short shifter, you know, yeah. flow yeah, yeah. master. Um, so uh, got got suspension from QA1. Um, so you put some coilovers and some, stuff put on some it. Coil, put some strut, uh, you know, control arms, rear control arms, okay. all that, you know, yeah, um, strut bar. Uh, and probably the subframe connectors. No, that's that's you didn't that, do it yet. That's this that's this year. I'm gonna do it like okay. anytime now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so go for, definitely go for the full length subframe connectors, mm-hmm. not the shorts, and definitely do weld in. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, and when you do it, make sure the doors are closed and you've got it lifted. It's better to lift it on a on a four post on a drive on because if you lift it from the from the anywhere underneath the car on the you know, the unibody of the frame, you will, you never know if it's going to get lined up and you got to make sure it's sitting on the four wheels and the doors are closed and, it, and the, the doors are aligned. That's properly. good advice. That's yeah. Because once they're welded in, you're stuck there. And once your door's where, open, the car's going to flex a little bit. Right. Know? Like that's how you got to do it. All right. So you got, uh, you got some uh, QA1 suspension mm-hmm. on it. Uh, I got, I got the uh, Firestone any 500. So I, I upgraded the brake kit to a 04 Shelby, uh, Shelby brake kit. Okay, so, uh, so I had like to go, the Cobra case. Yeah, so I had, yeah. exactly. So I had to go uh, a little bit bigger with the wheels, which um, LMR um, makes makes a pony wheel that's like the same as the stock, but a little bit bigger. So I wanted to keep it like looking pretty much original. So is the wheel now a sixteen or a 17? seventeen? Seventeen. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, because it had a sixteen mm-hmm. on it, the LX but it had drum it had drum brakes though. Yeah. So I'm like, if if I want to go drive it in the canyons, you know, I want to be able to stop and you know. Have have confidence behind the wheel turning, so that's why I wanted to do all that. Um, I didn't really do much to the engine. I put a you know I put a strut a strut bar or a strut tower, and then um, an air intake, and then mm-hmm. what we did was the steering rack and a short shifter. So it's like everything in the car looks completely original. Um, it's but it's just improved, yeah. like to my liking, and you know I'm pretty sure anybody else's liking, um, and I love it. Okay. All right, so you got the Viper that—that's uh, the fam- family heirloom. That's going to be the hand-me-down that, that I've been terrified of. Just terrified terrified of. It. of. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to be able to tool around on that, get it cleaned up, driving the Fox body and the GT mm-hmm. Porsche. And I have a, a Forerunner. Okay. Um, yeah. A TRD Pro. Yeah. Which is which was like my and Minnesota, the Subaru. Yeah. Which which is like my, those are my Minnesota cars. So, um, mm, what else do I have? Mm-hmm. What's a wife drive? Wife drives uh, a Velar right now, but looking to get her. Uh, I like the Velar, yeah, the Range Rover, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. really nice. Looking to get um, maybe uh, the Rivian. Okay, yeah, love Rivian. the Rivian. S- have you driven the Rivian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So did you spend time in, in electric vehicles yet? Uh, yeah, I've uh, I, I had the Rivian for my buddy gave it to me like let me drive it for like a week. Yeah. Okay. Loved it. So right now my daily driver is the new Ford Lightning. Okay. Uh, really? I have the all electric lighting. I have it outside. I gotta I'll, check that I'll, out. I'll show you on the way on the way out. Um, 
And today was one of those days where I was like, I'm glad I got this truck. I'm sitting up high. It's all-wheel drive. Uh, it's it's quiet. It's quick. It's running great in the rain and the puddles and the whole thing. And it's just like – now, I have the the Platinum. Okay. And, yeah, so a lot of people have asked me, like, what what's it like? How do you like it? How do you like it? And I was like, well, the F-150 Platinum is like a really nice truck. Mine just happens to be quiet and fast, right? Like it's not that different. It's just not a, not a huge learning curve because everything's kind of conventional. The shifter's the same. The big screen's the same. You know, it's got the gauge package in the front. It's all the same. It's not like trying to get into some of these electric cars where you have to use the touchscreen to put it in reverse and there's no gauges in front of you. So there wasn't like a big learning curve for me. Um, I like with that it. though. Yeah. I like, you know, obviously there's the – the car that you get in where you're like this is the future and, it, and it's cool like yeah right I'm pretty sure like the, the tesla roadster like you want to get in that car and be like this is a future rocket ship right like, for something you know I mean? like that you're like you, i want i yeah. want it to be over but the like, top i love how the 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 rsq what is it the rsq uh the audi e-tron yeah, oh yeah e, the, e, e, e-tron yeah. rs yeah i love how that is just like kind of like the, the ford lightning where it's like very user-friendly keep the keep the buttons similar yeah keep that keep that you know uh gas car feel you yeah know, it does yeah um you're right but then the driving dynamics are a little bit different i would say one one gripe with the lightning doesn't really bother me but it's just like you know they sold it with a you know 300 mile range i've never gotten 300 mile range doesn't matter if i'm on the freeway or trying to hyper mile it around town i've never gotten 300 miles mm-hmm. they did a software update an over the air update right because before it wasn't even showing me when i fully charged it wasn't even showing me 300 mile range they did a software update so now it shows me 300 miles but, but for the first i don't know like 40 to 50 miles it literally Goes one mile for every two miles it eats away on the on the on the on the screen, right? So it's it says three hundred, but those first forty miles of driving kills eighty miles of range mm-hmm. on there. So they're kind of fudging it. They're trying to like make me feel better that I got a three hundred mile range, but all it's doing is making me aggravated because I'll get into it. And like I had to drive to San Diego the other day. And I fully charge it, and it's 300 miles in my head. I'm like, I know it's not going to be 300 miles. And, of course, it wasn't. So I'd rather you just tell me the truth, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, go ahead and send me the email that's like, by the way, we we screwed up. These trucks don't go 300 miles. But we can get 254 miles or 260 miles out of it. I was like, fine, just tell me that. But don't don't software update and, like, trick me into thinking it's 300 miles. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the thing, right? It's like I feel like it's good for um, – you know, driving in town, things like yeah. that. But um, even if you have a long day and you have to run a bunch of errands, like it's still good for that. But like those road trips, I feel like you get that that range anxiety type feel. Like, I, I mean, I, I range anxiety maybe, but I think more days just frustrated. It's, it's more of a charging anxiety. It's mm-hmm. like where do you to you know? And, and I'm sure this has come up before with other people, but. It's like, wh- where do you charge it? Will there be a line there? What's going on? How long is it going to take? Like, it's just, but I- I've, I've said it a million times. Like, I, I got the F-150 Lightning because electric cars are such a topic and we do a car podcast and I felt like uh, I should have some experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's not the only car that I have. It's not the only car I get to drive. And it is an interesting learning curve for me. And yes, uh I I took a road trip, and I reached out to like Lexus. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to do some off roading. I'm going to go road trip. 
you know, I want to I want to take the big LX truck, you know, uh, SUV with the reclining seats in the back and everything's heated and cooled. And and that was perfect. And we took it off roading and it's just it, it worked out. It worked out great. But I kind of wanted to take my truck. I just knew that I couldn't. But I've uh, uh, we've got for Bravago, we've got a distributor down in San Diego. So I keep going down there to, to, to drop off some product and stuff with them. Uh, and I've got no problem doing doing that. That trip. Well, San Diego is like a little far, but I've been going to like Orange County. I've been okay. going to like almost Mission Viejo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. It's 65 miles, 70 miles. So, I, I mean, I know it's it's going to be less than 200 miles and I do the trip and it's fine. Also, here in California, I got the, the carpool lane sticker. Yeah. Right? So – that makes it so much easier. So now I just can't wait to. There's to do perks it. for sure. There is perks I mean, for sure. I, my thing is like, I per, obviously like gas cars are more like I guess practical right now. We can, you could fill up in like ten, ten, five, five to ten minutes. Yeah, that's right. Super easy. And it's just like you're on your way. But for me, I don't like going to the gas station in general. Yeah, you know. So it's like always. I'm like always looking at my 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 tank. Like mm, maybe I can stretch a few more miles. So like to get home on a normal day. Yeah, and just plug it in and. And just go in the morning and you don't have to worry about any of that. I, I think that's – I plug my truck in once a week. Exactly. And, and if I know I'm doing a trip or something, I, I plug it in you know, twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. So I, I don't plug it in at home. Um, I live in an apartment complex. They have chargers, but they're slow and you, you kind of pay for them. And it's still a little bit more money if you did it on your own. But I, I have a warehouse where Bravago is, where my cars are, and I go there pretty much every day. That's my office. And I put the charger in there. I just plug it in there. I just – Go to my warehouse, open the door, plug it in, and that's good. And like I said, once a week. Pretty much I, – I do it on a Friday so because I know I'm not going to be the warehouse over the weekend. So I, I top it off Friday. I'm good all weekend. I'm pretty much good for the week. I can come out here to the studio, and then that's that's pretty much it. And if I got to do something else longer, I would just you know, do, something else, do something else longer. Uh, uh, but yeah, now it wasn't really by design to end up owning a bunch of Fords, but I have a 2021 Mustang Mach 1 that I'm eager to get back. Uh, the podcast listeners know I've been talking about it for a long time. Um, we we kind of rushed and did a build for SEMA. It's got a bunch of carbon fiber on it from our friends at Anderson Composites, uh, and we've got a twin turbo kit from Hellion Turbo. So I've only driven a little bit. Now it's a terrible time to drive it because there's so much water yeah. out. Uh, and those turbos mount really low. They're down by like kind of under the car. So I would be sucking in some some water. Uh, yeah, but uh, we're out uh, finishing up uh, the audio system on it. It's got a full custom audio system. I'm kind of old school audiophile, you know, box in the back. And now it's a little more sophisticated, right? Because it's all molded in and mm-hmm. it's flush mounted. And in the spare tire, well, there's amplifiers and DSPs and stuff. And it's all kind of – You're used to hitting the, the, pot, like the bump and – the, the the box jumping a little yeah, bit yeah but not Boom. not anymore now it's all done the right way yeah yeah but yeah. I had that in all my cars I had all all of my cars man I had that oh my my first car was an eighty seven Camaro and that stupid well in the back in the tub you know in the back of the of the of the Camaro um, I mean it's great for storage but I was like when I was rolling around sixteen that whole bucket in the back of that thing was just speakers man i just built a box myself in there and i i had plexiglass i made up on the top and i ended up okay doing so, the box. You did, so you try to get you try to get fancy with it oh yeah bit. yeah yeah and then of course that thing was just flopping around yeah. i was just like i just gotta drill holes into the, into the my, floor or something my, my first car was a 
89 Eclipse uh, GS. So I, 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 yeah. I, I've always had Japanese cars. And uh, uh, my second one was a Toyota Scion. So, like, you know, um, I remember I used, the car used to bottom out every time I hit a hole and or hit a, you know, bump. I bump, yeah. And when I used to pull into my driveway at home, <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to e-brake it <laughs> and kind of slide a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just, just when I got home. But you got to learn somehow. It was like the car. The car had been through all my brothers, and you know when I got it, it had a bowl of chili just rotting in the passenger seat that was spilled. You know, so um, I had to climb in on the passenger side and crawl over the center console in order to get in the car. Uh, just a, just a bunch of quirky things with the car. It had the seatbelts that close as you close the door. Um, but uh, it was amazing. It was stick shift. Um, Unfortunately, like uh, the exhaust broke on it, so it sounded like a like a motorcycle or like yeah. a dirt bike. And then uh, one day I was just driving it, and it just sounded like the whole entire bottom of the car fell out. And you know, I parked it on the side of the road and never saw it again after that. <laughs> That's um, it. You were done with it. Yeah, it was done. You know, um, keep pouring money into it, but uh, it was good, man. I I missed that car. You know, I I lived in Florida during like my high school, middle year, middle school and high school years, and I had an '87 Camaro, and it, you know, it was it was used. Obviously, I, I was I was in the '90s by then, and in Florida, and just it was an East Coast car, and you know, my job was at Pet Boys. I, I was a I was a dog groomer, and I worked at Pet Boys. And the dog groomer paid. So you had a little bit of cash, though. You had a little bit of cash. That's it. In high so school. the dog groomer paid way more money, and they were sweetheart people. These two ladies that I work with, and I was the only other person, you know, that that worked there. And I I didn't cut hair. I just washed dogs. And out there in Florida, there's fleas. So I wash rabbits and I wash cats and anything with fleas, I wash basically. And they paid well, but I kept my job at Pet Boys discount for the discounts, right? <laughs> so I needed the discounts. You're smart, you're smart about it. Like, hey, listen, I'm going to be spending all my money from the dog grooming place on car parts, on car parts. so I can actually get paid and get a discount. And That's know, right. I just smart. I work on the weekends, do my like 10 hours a week and I was working the parts counter out there and and you know, back then it's easy to just end, end up you know enough about cars, you basically memorize everything everybody comes in is like oh, i got a corvette i need this yeah i know what it is here you go and um nowadays i feel like you go into a parts an auto parts store nobody knows anything mm-hmm. they all just tap into the computer it's like i i know what you need no it's it's correct <laughs> i i think i just went there with one of my buddies and uh he had called in and someone was like oh yeah we got that part and then we got there and the guy was like oh we don't have that part and he's like you guys just told me you did and he typed it in he typed in the wrong thing or what he thought it was yeah and he's like yeah we don't have it and he was like Someone just told me you had it. He talked to the guy, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, he, he brought it out right right to him." And it was yeah. like he almost left, you know? Cause yeah, he, yeah. It was it was nobody long. knows. Yeah, back in the day, it was uh, people were like, "Oh, I've got this car, and you know, I've got this like my '87 Camaro, and I need belts for it." And, you know, I've done some modifications and I was like, yeah, just all the belts are hanging over here, bro. Just like bring your belt in and we'll just get, we'll grab the one that matches. Like, I don't need the part number. That makes it's sense. Like, it's like, let's just get the one practical. that matches. Uh, the exhaust just rusted away and fell off the, on that car. I just remember driving down and it just starts, I hear this noise. I'm like, like you said, it sounded like the bottom of the car fell out and it was just making all kinds of crazy noises. And I started seeing sparks and then I was just, I was like, all right, I just, I just lopped off whatever was hanging there, just drove it almost like open pipe for like a week. Mm-hmm. 
made my, made my order at, uh, at Pet Boys. And then uh, during my shift, I just dropped off my car at the service station, went in there. I was like, here's the part. Put it on. I get done in a couple of hours. And they're like, yeah, nice. we got you. That we way got you, didn't you. Have, you didn't have to do yourself. It was just done. That one I didn't have to do myself. But uh, we did quite, quite a bit of work before I was 16, before I was old enough, right, getting into cars and restoring cars. So what's – okay. So my first question is – so. You have an older brother. You said he's about 17 months. He plays NFL. I don't know. He's not playing now, right? No. no. He, he wasn't on team last year. He had been hurt. Okay. Um, but he, he kind of started getting into it just like, you know, a year and a half before you. College ball, NFL, just got a little bit of success. What was his first car? Well, what was his first car before, you know, when you guys were young? It was the car that I had. Which one? It was the Eclipse GS. The, oh, so so he, that was the hand-me-down. It went so who spilled brother, the chili, went, you went, or him? No, it was my brother Chad. So it went through my brother Terrence, <laughs> yeah. um, and then went to my brother Chad, and then went from Chad to Michael. My brother wasn't. My brother was kind of driving my mom's car. It was stick shift. He wasn't really like – he didn't really like it. It was messed up. Um, so he didn't really drive it because he didn't know how to drive stick, and he was just like, this car is a mess. That's embarrassing. So I waited. You know, I'm 17 <laughs> months behind him. So yeah. when it came my turn, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's like – I don't. I'll put a little TLC and I'll wash it. I'll you know. Yeah, right. I don't care. I just want to drive. You know. So as soon as I turned sixteen, um, got my license, and um, I was driving. You know. So my brother Michael, as far as football is concerned, you know, I've I've uh, he's been my role model. You know, he he was a trailblazer. Uh, when just when I thought you know it wasn't everything wasn't going to be possible, the situation I'm in right now. You know, he showed me that, you know, sometimes you can't listen to what everybody says. Sometimes you have to just go and just, you know, do something for yourself and work hard and put your head down and and see how you come out. And he was that example for me at such a pivotal age that it gave me that confidence to go ahead and do what I'm doing now. So shout out to my brother, Mike. Yeah, right on. You're you're close with everyone in the family? Yeah, close with everyone in the family. You know, I have siblings that live everywhere. Um, But uh, um, especially as I get older, I feel like, you know, my relationship with my siblings, um, especially the ones that were closer to me in age, I feel like I'm getting closer to them as well. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I've got I've got two brothers, an older brother and a younger brother. My older brother were only two years apart. My younger brother, I'm seven years apart. Okay, so we we kind of grew up a little different. My yeah, older brother and I always grew up working on the same cars and went to the same schools and and you know he graduated before I did, but just kind of all the same. And my my little brother was was a kid back you know that then he was just kind of a baby and then you know I feel like when you have a sibling that's like a little bit like you said like you and your brother's uh age gap it was like you're going through different life points and different maturity ages and it's yeah. like when you're younger it doesn't really seem to add up but then you know, as they catch up or as you become on the same playing field, like um, your relationship changes for sure. Where did you get this car bug from? Was, did, mm. did other did, – did your parents have it at all or did it come from the brothers or you just kind of got it on your own? My mom is is like – she loves – like her – she would always be like my first car was a Mustang, you know, um, and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, I really just loved Hot Wheels growing up, you know, uh, I remember building Connects monster trucks. I yeah. remember, you know, I I raced RC cars, uh, you know, just all that trains, you know, just anything with like engine and like moving on on tracks or whatever. I was always in love with it. Then you know, I start going to car shows or seeing cars on the street, low riders, mm-hmm. um, Hondas. My my neighbors had S two thousands, you know, yeah. CRXs. Um, and now, like, I just became a fan naturally. You know, yeah. Fast and the Furious came out. Oh, I'm interested in this, you know. And, you know, uh, I think that 
obviously my 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 love and my passion for football um has has led me where I'm at today but I think that I've always had this curiosity bug in the back of my head I've always wanted to have a desire to like work on cars or you know learn about how they work so um I it's, it's only natural that I've explored it more and more as I've gotten to the league because you know I I financially I wasn't in that position when I was in you know high school or you know I didn't have anybody to like just teach me how to work on a car so um it's very stimulating to me uh it's it's the the break I need you know when, when I need yeah. it and it allows me to go back to work and, and go hard too yeah no I totally get it um I get that for sure I I had a similar path so my my older brother was very much into cars but since we were little kids, like RC cars was a thing, uh, two wheels, you know, just uh, bicycles and motorcycles, skateboards, and skateboards, like anything we could just start getting on, uh, scooters, anything we just, and just building, you know, we, of course, we were the kids like building the ramps in the mm-hmm. neighborhood and, and, you know, breaking pieces of ourselves in the process, oh, yeah. you know, Did all that. Um, uh, my brother was way more extreme. My older brother was way more extreme about all that stuff than I was. He really got into like motocross and, uh, and, and still rides some motorcycles, but I was just, you know, he's just like, ah, dislocated my shoulder. I got to stop by the hospital. And I'll meet you home in a little while. I was like, that's, that's a little, that's a little much for me, but the RC cars and stuff are for sure. What's, What's on the wish list? Now, I know you have a baby on the way, so just take that out of the equation. <laughs> What's on your wish list? <laughs> so many cars. Um, man, like a car that's like Okay, so let, uh, let's yeah, let's get let's get a tier like the highest tier. I saw a 959 like 2 weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I saw two like back to back like days almost, but uh the nine five nine, cool, crazy. cool car. It's, uh, uh, it's understated a little bit. From I don't, I'm, you know, I'm, I love like sports cars, obviously, but I like the understated like, and you deliver that delivers. You know, that's my mm-hmm. that's my favorite kind of car. Um, really have done well in values. Um, we see them up at the auctions now. Uh, Bruce Kenapa does his sort of his modified version. That's of, the one of, that of I want. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's like the pinnacle. You yeah, know? and and he's he's shown it to us a few times, and he brought it up to Monterey. Uh, his green one that he has that he's been driving around, and uh, you know, and it's you know, it's a it's a couple million bucks now mm-hmm. when you get into you know when you get into a nine five nine. But there were some really cool things about that car, just like the the magnesium gear case and and sort of the I want to say carbon Kevlar. I don't know if it was all carbon fiber, but like the wing and stuff, I think it might have been Kevlar. Um, uh, very, very cool stuff on that. Um, yeah, do you ever get out to any of the auctions, like a Gooding or an RM? Or- no, so I haven't I haven't been to any auctions. I haven't been to any auctions. I haven't been to SEMA. I haven't been to Pebble Beach because it's usually a lot of it's during season or like right after season, so – you know, schedule wise, but um, I have time for that. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I, I catch up a little uh, bit. On you the let internet. me know. We, yeah. we go to all those every year. You want you want you want the you want the A list tour. Yeah. I have a I things. have a time where I could spend on the cars and stuff like that, and I do that. But obviously, you know, my 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 main job right now is is playing. So uh, I just I just there's so many cars out there that I just have had. You know, another car is uh like you know I'd love Ferrari as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. You know, four five eight would be pretty pretty sick. Four five eight, mm-hmm. four thirty, yeah. good. You know, um, I, I love think all the those four five eight. I think I drove that on the track 
in Vegas. Maybe at Speed Vegas. I drove an F8 Tributo on the track. How was, was that? Amazing. Yeah. I haven't driven that. Oh, it, was, it was in a road Atlanta. It was with Ferrari. It was, it was a great time. You know, um, uh, all the drivers there were like, 458 is a great car. Yeah. Because you know? um, we were obviously talking about cars, but... Okay, so nine five nine four five eight. Those I, are those are high yeah, up on late, the wish list. Lately, I've been you know, I've been looking at like C four Corvettes. Low key, I've been like okay. looking at the market on those. I think they're those are pretty cool. Um, you know, good good bang for the buck. Uh, make it look sweet. You know, gives you that retro nineties feel, kind of like yeah. the um, the Fox does. So, um, I've been looking at those. Uh, you know, there, I want so you know, you know there there are some kind of wacky cars um, that uh, some friends of mine pick up. Uh, our our friend here, Sean, who who uh, works on all Adam Corolla's cars, picked up the GMC Cyclone. Yeah, see, I was look. I've been looking at those yeah. th- those kind of trucks. You know what I mean? Those yeah, kind yeah. of like small SUVs. Um, the Typhoon, the Typhoon? Was the, the Typhoon was the little yeah the little SUV version, and uh, and he's got the Cyclone. Um, He's got a very, very, very nice one. It's very cool. Uh, Lennel's got one of those as well. He tells a great story. We've told it here a million times, but he tells a great story. Here's the short, short, short version is uh, years and years ago when the thing was basically new, he went in Burbank to a Christmas tree lot to buy a Christmas tree. And he was walking around. He picked a tree and he's like – all right, that's the tree. This is where I am. Just deliver it, and uh, and and we're good. And they're like, "Oh no, we don't deliver." And so he was standing around. And he's like, "You don't deliver." So across the street was the car dealer. He went across the street, bought a GMC Cyclone. Wow, that's a flex. Put it, put his Christmas Jeez, tree flex. in it, and went home. And to this day, he says he uses it mostly as his rainy day vehicle because it's all wheel drive and it's a great little truck. It's great, and he still has it there. And, yeah, you're right. Been what a flex! Super solid. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Now he didn't pay eighty thousand no. dollars for it like they probably are They're now. Clean but, now, clean ones uh, hard to find. Yeah, so that that's his that's his cyclone version. Um, so I got that. He's got uh, Sean's got that car. Um, I picked up a 92 Sack Mustang. Now, this one, I know you're a Fox Body guy, but not many people have heard this. Uh, SAAC is Shelby American Automobile Club. And before the 93 Cobra came out, the Sack Club, the I guess Sack Club is redundant. It's like ATM machine, right? Uh, the Shelby Club went to Ford Performance and said, we've got uh, sort of a – manufacturing facility we've got a warehouse in detroit not far from you guys we want to take your motorsport catalog and throw it into a car and offer it to sac members and and they did and it was an expensive car and it was badass gt40 intake gt40 heads five lug conversion four-wheel okay. disc brakes like you're talking about does it have subframe connector it does, uh, uh that's a good question um I'd i don't know if it does but it does have a roll cage it has okay. a four-point roll cage in it that they wrap in that leather it up. and they and they uh they did a nice package of the thing on the thing. They were selling it to just SAC members. It wasn't wildly successful when it first came out. So then they opened up uh, the ordering to non-SAC members. Only 65 cars were made, 62 production cars, a few prototypes. I have number 50. It's got 3,600 miles on it. And Foxes I, are going crazy yeah, right now, too. And, uh, uh, I, that one I don't really drive that much. But that's a cool car. You'll 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 see, see it sometime. Uh, all right. So 
the family hauler. You're going to have something on your wish list to be the family hauler when the baby comes around. And because uh, I mean, the Subaru is a great car. The Subaru is a great car for that. Uh, and and listen to you know a baby seat for a while fits in the back of that Porsche. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually was looking at these strollers <laughs> that. that uh, <laughs> That fit into the 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 frunk of the, yeah, the yeah. Porsche. So yeah, I mean, I got I got down a rabbit hole of looking at strollers and things like that that are car related. Um, but yeah, I think that as far as family vehicle, man. Um, I mean, the Rivian wouldn't be bad. Rivian's great. The, the Rivian's, uh, you know, on on your wife's list. Yeah, that's if, not bad. I, I love the RS6. Yeah, I just love wagons. Um, that's a cool car. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool car. I think that uh, you know. The Panamera Sportback too. The, yeah, the, I love those too. Uh, Tech Art Tech Art makes a cool one. Tech Art. Yeah, they make a really cool one. I don't know if I would get it. It's really expensive, but it's there's a solid. So, w- what are your thoughts on like the super SUVs? You know, Lamborghini Urus, uh, Audi uh, Q8 RS. I, uh, I just drove the Urus um, two days ago. Yeah, actually, I like that. Car. Super fast, super uh, grippy. I think I would go Audi though because, yeah. I, like I said, I tell you, I like the understated. I like the, you know, it's it's honestly, yeah, save like two hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for not that much exactly, different, you know, exactly. Um, I think that I would go with Audi. I loved my, I had an RS seven, loved it. The so RS seven is cool. That's yeah. why you know RS six or or the um, RS Q eight. I would love um, even the Etron RS we talked about. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's always the thing for me is like. <laughs> what I want, right? Yeah, right. What do you want? What, what do I want? Well, What's listen. practical? You know, obviously, I tell you, I drive a Forerunner, I drive a, a Subaru. I love cars that maintain value and um, are good on the resale. So that's like my number one priority. But obviously, um, you know, you can go either way with it. Especially, you know, um, when you start talking about all these cars that are available. Yeah. Well, you know, like the Porsche that you have is a great Porsche because any of the GT cars, GT4s, GTRS, GT3s, GT whatever, any of the GT cars will always do better in the resale letter later. Um, you know, a lot of the cars that, that I have probably won't be like nobody cares about a Ford Lightning, but that one I'm just driving. It's your daily though. That's yeah. what, it's like there's a fine line. Um, the sack car I think would, would be worth some money. I think it's already gone up a bit since since I've gotten it. Um, you know, but I also have modified cars. I have a 93 Cobra project car I've been working on for years and years. And, and, uh, and I have a 95 Lightning as well that, uh, uh, I, I drove it a lot and now I've been doing a bunch of modifications and stuff. Um, but those projects for me, it's kind of a little like what you're talking about. Those are for me are just kind of peace of mind. It's just like I, I work on it. They're in my warehouse. I work on them when I can get to them. Sometimes it's a little frustrating because it takes so long, especially if you're doing a lot of the work yourself. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just like to tune out and just go into the car and come up with some ideas and, and work on some stuff. Think and, clearly, mind clear. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, I've got a shop. I got the space and the tools and stuff to do it. And – all of those kind of 90s cars are the ones that I grew up with, so they're a little bit easier for me to work on. I couldn't imagine working on something like, you know, like the brand-new Porsche. Yeah, you know, everything's just so electronic. It's just plugging in machines to figure out what's wrong with the car. Um, I'm barely finding out what a brake booster is and like, yeah, you know, right? master cylinder. Uh, and, so I'm, I'm learning as I'm going, but – and you're right, but starting with a much more analog car mm-hmm. is 
is the way to go. And then I'm able to come up with some thoughts and some ideas on things, how I want to modify stuff. And I'm reaching out to some friends and have them come over and we, you know, we're designing door handles and, and, you know, and intercooler like scoops and brake scoops. And, but now I can reach out to them like, okay, I want to 3d print it and let's make a, you know, we'll 3d print it and see if it works and we'll test fit it. And then maybe I'll cut it out of billet of aluminum or have it, you know, some of that stuff has been happening and, uh, Stuff that we weren't really able to do. Yeah, because you can't find parts for stuff. So three D three D printing is like a cheat code. Like especially if you can get something to kind of like match it. Yeah, it's not inexpensive, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but three D printing is, uh, it's a lot less expensive than just trying to whittle it out of metal, especially with something like let's say a door handle, which I've been working on, because. The door handle isn't really something you're going to fabricate on your own. You'd be doing it with a block of steel or, or, or I don't know. It, it, it would be way more complex. So for us to go through a couple of designs, we did about three or four 3D printed designs and then um, brought it to uh, Billet Aluminum. And I am so happy with the door handle. It's one of those things it's where you're crazy. like – It matters though. Like, it's just like, oh, like the feel, the button feel, the feel on your hand. Especially when it's your in. car. Yeah, like, and and – and and you're right. The whole process of going, this is an idea I had. I work with some friends of mine. We kind of made it happen. We refined it and figured out what works and what doesn't work. And uh, and now I just stand around and I'm just like door handles. Of course, I go to my girlfriend all the time. I'm like, look at these look at the door, door handles. handles. <laughs> look at them. Yeah, look at these. And she's like, I don't know. It looks exactly the same. I was like, what? How dare you? Don't you it's see the so difference? Different. <laughs> and I was like, here's the stock one. Here's the new one. She's like. They look exactly so the same. And I'm a, like, that's me and my wife as well. It's like, it's so different. Like, feel this one. Feel that one. She's like, okay, yeah, it feels a little better. I was like, thank you. You can go. I, and, <laughs> and 3D printing for like, so I, in the Viper, there's all the 90s plastic. So a lot of the you know door handle frames and things like that are just not in the shape that I want them to be in, right. you know, especially when I'm trying to keep this car nice. So on one of the door handle covers, the casing, it was like broken a little bit. Yeah. And what we did was we just three 3D printed a piece to it, you know, attached to it. And because we looked online and those pieces were like two hundred fifty dollars yeah. a piece, and we and they were sold out. So we're like, what? Not only are they expensive, but we can't even get them. Right. So the fact that we were able to three D print and kind of like modify it to where it's exactly like the original and and um, get it back on the car, it's like. It's a cheat code. Super smart. Super much smart. Way to go. Um, all right. We're going to give a little plug. You've got uh, – so we were at the Hot Wheels event, and uh, we came over. We said hi. Um, my girlfriend Tammy was with me, and she's like, I love Eric's hair. She's <laughs> like, he must have a hair product or is endorsed by a hair product company. And then we drove home in the rain, and by the time she got home, she's like – yeah, he's got a haircut product. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So uh, tell us, switch lanes, right? Yeah, switch lanes. Is okay, so like, a little car influence. Yeah, it's car influence. It's I love car cars. Influence. It's not like for the branding. I didn't want to go too far outside of myself because yeah. I love cars. I play football and I have curly hair. Like um, a curly uh, a hair product, you know, for me, it's been a journey. You know, like I've had I've had my hair grown out since I was in high school. I've been through countless products, and you know. Playing football, throwing a helmet on, sweating, you know, just getting up early in the morning and yeah. and not having to like and just doing something quick and being able to go about my day was the product that I kind of needed. So I made a product catered for myself selfishly, um, but you know, uh, made a brand out of it. You know, I had I had great mentorship um, in creating it. I've been creating it for almost three years now, or three years, and 
you know, there's still some kinks I'm working out, but it's been a great process. You know, the product is really good. Um, you know, the label and things like that. I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm honing in and it's been a great learning experience, but. And figuring out how to, how to get it produced yeah, and building a company you know, and doing like the, everything that we you know, did with the this. Trademarks, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, yeah. but, uh, it's, it's been great learning experience. Like I said, uh, and I have a hair product now that I use, use. and love <laughs> and now I get to share it with everybody, you know, uh, roll it out. I'm rolling it out slowly. Um, but I can't wait, you know, to get it in people's hands. It's called Switch Lanes. It's switchlanes.us mm-hmm. is the website. You can check that out, and uh, and you can follow uh, you can follow Eric on social media at uh, Eric Kendricks five four Eric Kendricks fifty four YouTube Instagram mm-hmm. Twitter. It's all the same handle, I believe. Yep. Right. So uh, follow him there. I think we're going to go outside and look at uh, look at cars real quick. But so we're going to wrap things up in here. Uh, uh, Eric, thanks so much for, for coming in. I appreciate it. Congratulations on the deal with the Chargers. Congratulations on your Fox body. For like, congratulations <laughs> on your on your baby. You've got a lot going on. It's going it. to be a big year for you. It's going to be a huge year for me. I'm excited. I feel blessed. Um, I'm appreciative of you for having me on and joining. Um, you know, I, I'm just trying to take the relationships that I that I that I've been been getting and, and running with them, and I think that. Uh, I'll be seeing you again. We'll be doing some car stuff, hopefully some Fox Body stuff. So uh, we're gonna you're gonna have to come by and check out some of my stuff. But I think uh, we need to uh, we need to connect either at Monterey or go to a car auction or uh, Barrett Jackson. The big show is usually in January, so and I know that's uh, uh, you'll be working. Um, but if there's a, a weekend break, maybe you, me, at Goldberg, we'll grab a couple friends and we pop over to Barrett Jackson every year. I know they'd love to have you. That's a party, man. That's yeah. that's a pretty insane thing if you haven't been out to there that sounds fun yeah let's so do it we've got a, we've got a lot on the docket um eric thanks so much is there anything else uh, on our way out that's it take care of <laughs> take care of each other treat, treat each other with kindness um and uh pay it forward do something nice for somebody else and see where it goes awesome thanks brother i appreciate it until next time keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.